Jesus said, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've had an eventful week in our congregation. Our church camp took place at the beginning of the week. Later on, we had the rummage sale. Yesterday, some of our membership were in a, in a bike tour, bicycles. And in each of them, exertion was involved, a certain amount of trial, I'm sure some suffering, an opportunity to exercise Christian discipline and faith. The one that I'm most familiar with was the camp, of course. And I'll have to say that I was reminded of each of these texts very powerfully throughout the week as we experienced what it is like to backpack with a bunch of people in pictured rocks National Lakeshore deep in the forest. It was interesting, for instance, watching the children go into the forest. They went in with their packs full of faith, and they nearly danced going in, smiling, looking forward to what was going to be there. Parents there, pastor there, friends there, but we would be selling all of them very short if we didn't say that they don't recognize fully the presence of their Heavenly Father. And our study was the Lord's Prayer, and we had been studying as we began in this church on uh, Monday morning early with Matins, that we begin the Lord's Prayer with our Father, who invites us to believe that He is our Father and that we're truly His children. And so it made a lot of sense the way they were acting. And it, back for us adults, it was probably a little hard to keep up with them because our backpacks had way too much in them. And they were digging down into our shoulders pretty good by then. And they're not just loaded with stuff, although they were certainly loaded with stuff. But we have adult worries and concerns, responsibilities, all that, you know. So we weren't quite as open as the little guys. As we were about halfway there, the kid, some kids shout out from behind. They say, Pastor, you're Moses! Leading the children of Israel into the wilderness, I guess. And of course, it's a little bit frightening for a leader because you want the experience to be good, right? For everyone. And I know Moses and Aaron really struggled on that one. And they were called on the carpet in the scripture reading for today. But there wasn't any of that that I experienced. I found very many helpful people from small to full-grown within camp. We actually sent one of our number to be like a Caleb to scout out the promised land, and we thought we were on the right path. Turned out we were. That was good. We found our camp. 
and oh, how wonderful it was to arrive at our temporary home for the night. And we studied the Lord's Prayer further and enjoyed prayer and listening to what God had given to us in his word, listening also to the creation that he had placed around us, and we had a very good night's sleep. If you look at the second scripture reading for today, what St. Paul is urging us towards is what you often experience amongst God's people. And I want to say that today not just to brag anyone up in particular, not at all, but instead to give glory to God. Because we know on our own, we're not really like that. On our own, we're, we're more like the grumbling Israelites, prone to find fault and look for problems and cause disruption and dissension and all those kinds of things. But God has caused a different spirit to dwell in us through our baptism. And he has caused us to be a different kind of people because of Jesus, who has forgiven us our sins, taken our old lives, and given us his perfect life. So what St. Paul urges is that he has given us a holy longing to live in a manner worthy of the calling to which we've been called. And what does that look like? But humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love, because we're not all strong at the same time, and eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. That unity is something that we experienced again and again as we faced challenges out in the deep woods, out touring and all of those things that we would do, and even in our studies. The desire to love one another as Christ has loved us. And when we came home, I went to check on how things were going at the rummage sale, and I saw the same spirit of Christ at work. You know, the second day and the end of the day at the first rummage sale day and the second day as well, everyone is tired. It takes tremendous effort. But it's wonderful to see how the things that we would like to donate for missions and for work within our community, we've assembled them here, and others have come and benefited from buying them, and some just receiving things for free according to their needs. It's wonderful to see that those who are working hard are also caring for each other. Things were very happy, positive, and it is indeed the Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of Christ that St. Paul urges us into and that makes all burdens light. Oh, talking about light burdens. Our second night we walked into a different area, and all of us had pretty well decided that we overburdened our backpacks. They were way too heavy. Not only way too heavy because they were just too heavy, which they were, but also way too heavy because a lot of the things in them we really didn't need all that bad. And so we pared down our load a lot. And it was much easier to walk in. You know, the people of Israel as they followed Moses and Aaron into the wilderness, had a terrible burden. 
Many of them had loaded into their packs um, all kinds of things that they loved from the old life of death, the life that was passing away as slaves. Oh, I'm not just talking about the food of Egypt that finally ran out and made them start to panic, but it was instead another way of life and a different faith, a faith that was not in the Lord, but was in themselves or perhaps even in the hero worship following a leader. But it wasn't in the Lord, and they soon ran out. And they had nothing to carry them along. And as their weight became heavy and the day hot and long, they got grouchy. You know how that is. They started chewing on each other. And eventually they got grouchy and had all kinds of anger focused on Moses and Aaron and against the Lord himself, saying that God had done something terrible, that rather than save them, he wanted to kill them. Such foolish talk comes from unbelief. And as they looked out, God proved something that is important for us to remember. During our weaknesses, our sinful struggles of the flesh, God is faithful. He answered the prayer of the people, gave them their daily bread, not because they deserved it, but because he is gracious and kind and faithful to who he is. He would later also discipline the people for their unbelief that they wouldn't continually fall into such sin and trouble. And yet we cannot pass by the fact that grace is giving what we don't deserve, receiving what we don't deserve, and that is what God gives. He helped the people, and he gave them manna, the food from heaven, this, of course, points us to what God was going to do in Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Who is Jesus to you? Well, you might think about what's in your pack coming into this Sunday morning service. What are you carrying? And a lot of times we're carrying all kinds of things, all kinds of concerns, all kinds of solutions that we want God to to make happen. But God instead has given us the one thing needful. He has given us the solution to all of them. And that solution is a person. It is himself, Jesus Christ the Lord. He is the one who answers all of our needs. And when sometimes those needs come upon us like hunger or thirst that we cannot deny, it is then in particular that God calls us to recognize that those needs are answered in Jesus. It is difficult, though, for sinners. In fact, of our own, we can't do it. It is only by the gift of God. The people who received the bread showed that they missed everything. They were so wrapped up in their grouchiness and in their carrying their heavy load of of self-sufficiency on their back. The straps were digging in so deeply to their shoulders that they didn't even see Jesus when he was right in front of them. I don't know, have you ever been on a trip where there was some trial or something going on and it didn't matter how beautiful the scenery, you no longer could look at anything, appreciate anything? 
You couldn't even appreciate each other's company. That sometimes happens. And it certainly happened here. The people who had just received the miraculous feeding from Jesus' own hand couldn't recognize that as the sign, couldn't recognize Jesus as their savior. They were too wrapped up in their own unbelief. They chased Jesus around to the other side of the lake and they found him and Jesus taught them. He taught them in a powerful way so that they would be able to have a load lightened and receive from him what they truly needed. It's interesting how Jesus said that um, what they, would, they were to do, the work of God, is so different than what they thought. To believe in the one he has sent. They seem to have picked up on the fact that the one he has sent is Jesus, but then right away they demonstrated their blindness by forgetting all about the sign that they had seen. Asking Jesus to do another sign so they could have more bread, revealing their own unbelief again. Jesus told them plainly, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Let's get back to your pack, what you're carrying these days, and how heavy it is. God invites us to come to him in repentance, to lay that pack down before his feet, to reach into it and pull out the sinful desires, the lack of faith, the lack of turning to him. He asks us to put that down at our feet and uh, down at his feet and take out from them all of the heavy burdens of, of love for things, working for things that pass away, kind of the food of futility, of destruction. Jesus says, why are you laboring for that? To take all of those out of the bag. You know, once you take all of those out of the bag, it's empty. And then Jesus gives you the, the one thing to carry. That is faith in him. And to support that one gift, he places in there the gospel of his cross that he has taken all of those burdens that you have laid out before him, taken them to the cross, died there, and destroyed them, removing them from you forever. He reminds us of our baptism where we're God's children, not by our choice, but by his choice, not by our work, but by his gift. And he gives us the Holy Spirit so that faith, which is the only thing, Faith is something that indeed we're given as God the Holy Spirit supports and strengthens us. We receive the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, the heavenly food. And we find that in him, as we pray the prayer that he has taught us, we receive abundantly all our needs. Indeed, never hunger never thirst, isn't just a figure of speech. It's real as we trust in Jesus. Jesus says that his yoke is 
is easy and his burden is light. When we got back to the parking area, a lot of times the dads were, and there were a good number of dads along, which was great, were carrying pretty heavy loads. Everybody was carrying something, and some of them were pretty hard to carry, but the dads' backpacks were naturally pretty heavy. And when we, I remember getting up to the last day, of course I was the, the grandpa along, so I got to be last, which was great. Um, as I walked up, I took the pack off my shoulders, and I had to quick, like, get a hold of a little kid. I said, quick, hold on to my feet. I'm going to float up off the ground. You really feel like that. You feel like you're going to float right off the ground because your burden has been removed. That's what Jesus Christ does for each of us. He removes the burden, the heavy burdens that truly bury us down. Our sin, our guilt, our false desires and longings, temptations, he himself takes them. And it is through faith in Christ alone that he continually, every day, defeats these things in us so that we can be of loving kindness and support and unity to one another. We're not all strong at the same time, but within the body of Christ, God supplies all of our needs that we may be, as the scriptures say together, as every part is doing its job, built up into the full measure of Christ Jesus. Fellow redeemed, it is a great blessing to be in this journey together as a congregation, whether we're on some event with a hike or with the sail or with the bike trip that was yesterday. For the most important part of the journey of all happens as we are gathered in God's presence to hear the voice of our Savior Jesus, to receive the, the bread that came down from heaven with our own lips, and to be strengthened in faith until life everlasting. One more point. We were on a high ridge over uh, Brimley, looking out over Monocle Lake and then over Whitefish Bay. And directly behind us was a cemetery. Now, I wanted to go back there and look at the cemetery, and the kids all did. Now, taking the kids into the cemetery, you must understand these are Christian children. So they go into a cemetery unafraid. Second thing, they look at all the names of the people and recognize that they are people because they know a cemetery is not forever. And they went over, this is a very old cemetery, and look, there were a lot of places marked, there was a grave, but they were just marked unknown because they'd gone and found the graves and they marked them unknown if they lost the records. But we know that God knows who those people are. And as we left that place, it was very peaceful. Well, we know that, what is our grave? Isn't our grave just maybe like one of those campsites where we lay down for a night and then in the morning rise again? And God has called us to life again in Jesus. And we need not fear any part of our lives, not even the grave itself. For with the voice of the Lord we'll be called forth 
and he will lead us into that kingdom, that home, from which we'll never depart, from which life will be eternal. And though we see glimpses of the perfection of God in those whom he has sent to us and the creation that he has given, in his kingdom, we will be in him. He will be all in all, and our joy will be complete. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.